Welcome to another episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. Ryan, we're back in the sound room again today. Yeah, good morning. And uh, another special guest. We, we're, we, I know we've said they're all special, but now we can't quit <laughs> saying that because right. the moment we do, they're gonna, the next one's going to think, well, what am I? Right, and when your computer breaks down, he's going to say, well, isn't that special if you don't <laughs> introduce him that way? So I'd like to introduce Matt Persinger, and he is our IT manager at Premier Companies. And uh, Matt, would you like to just introduce yourself and kind of tell us how you got here, your your path to, to Premier Companies? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm not going to make Ryan's mistake. I'm going to talk about my family first. So I married my swat, uh, high school sweetheart, and uh, we've got two kids. Uh, it's been a busy month for us. Our son just graduated from medical school. And, oh, my. And, uh, wow, congrats. A week later, our, our daughter gave us our first grandson, so been busy well and then there is the podcast and then the I mean, podcast now, getting invited to do t- this t- today the, so. i hit the trifecta yeah. <laughs> so uh, i took the long way here uh graduated from college wasn't sure what i was gonna do uh, spent six years in law enforcement uh then uh 24 years at another co-op and, and uh as of just a day or two ago i've been here at premier companies for two years now as the it manager so been in the IT business for probably about 20 years now. Good. I got to just kind of share, I guess, with all of our listeners and, and uh, fellow employees out there that may be watching what a typical day in Matt's life is like. Um, so we'll have a staff meeting on Tuesday mornings. And uh, this staff meeting, um, we've got a fairly large geography that we cover. And so the staff meeting, we have to have several other folks come in or call in from other locations mm-hmm. remotely and so it's not unusual to have you know them all centrally locate around another location we'll have four three to four uh, other locations calling in and uh our ceo you don't think he watches these do you our ceo he probably <laughs> i don't know where you're going but i hope not <laughs> <laughs> but it's not unusual we may have some uh, problems with some, maybe some connectivity and uh and matt's always on the hot seat just every <laughs> yeah. every every tuesday morning whatever he comes in he's got his cup of coffee or mountain dew and and then it's like okay make all this work let's hope this works <laughs> it's so far last big, two weeks it has not it hasn't <laughs> yeah. uh, haven't been impressing the big guy the last couple of weeks no uh, no hey i got something to ask you off the wall i heard through the grapevine that you did a triathlon or an ironman or something recently yeah so uh, up until about Three years ago, had uh, I've had in the last three years, I had about five knee surgeries, so that put a put a halt to that. But yeah, prior to that, I was doing uh, marathons and uh, triathlons, and did the Ironman in Louisville in 2011. Nice, wow, yeah. yeah. I heard it too. I had no idea. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I lost ten pounds that day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that day, I, I day. that's probably true. Yep, yeah. I did. <laughs> so, so what is that? How many miles of each then? So it's a 2.4 mile swim. Uh, 112 mile bike ride and uh, 26.2 mile run. Just swim the Ohio or where they swim? Swim in the Ohio, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The silence <laughs> as we all ponder what comes down from Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, that's pretty neat. Survived yeah. it. Yeah. That was cool. That was the goal. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, back to. Uh, uh, back to there are some serious things going on that we I mean we have a lot of fun at Premier Companies and we're blessed to have 
uh, every day is a different day. As soon as we get here, there's uh, who knows what. You never what, know. You never know, do you? But uh, right now, some of the things that are – what are some of the things that are front of mind with, with the IT department at Premier Companies? So we're pretty much going through a, a pretty, pretty intense uh, infrastructure upgrade and uh, security upgrade. So we got two really large projects going on right now. Um, with just uh, you know, there's just three of us right now, so we're pretty busy. Um, but we're on the infrastructure side of things. Um, we have oh, 30, what 33 locations now, something like that. Um, so we're firewalls and routers at each location need to be changed, uh, changed out, and then. Um, uh, on the security side, we're, we're just making some changes on uh, increasing our security posture and, and trying to be a little more resilient and uh, try to keep that uh, bad stuff out of here uh, and trying to educate our users. And that's the that's the big one right there. Well, <laughs> tell them, Ryan, what you said about we're afraid to click on email. Well, yeah, I think half his emails in his inbox are me sending stuff saying, can I open this? Because yeah. <laughs> you've got us scared out. So tell us a little bit about the ransomware and the malware and what's going on here. Uh, I mean, it looks to me like they're trying to hit the food, fuel, and healthcare industries. That they've been pretty prevalent at that here lately. So, uh, so what's going on? Yeah, so, uh, you know, what goes on in the mind of a person that's, that's – willing to kind of do that sort of thing i don't know um and it seems like yeah those those industries right now are are, are prime targets for some reason uh i'm guessing you know one company or two in that industry was was able to be uh taken advantage of and, and word spreads and so they start looking for other companies in that industry i'm, I'm guessing so um the local hospital here was a victim here in September, you know, and they're still still recovering from that. So, uh, so why it's the, a certain industry or not? I know, I'm guessing just because the word has spread that perhaps those industries might be vulnerable. So explain. Uh, it's kind of just like hostage taking, right? It's like we're going to take your business hostage where you can't function unless you pay us money. Pretty much that's how it works. Uh, so once they gain access. Um, it generally takes a few weeks or months. They'll just kind of do some recon and, and nose around the network and see what's available for, for the taking. And uh, then they'll pull the trigger. And basically what they do is encrypt your your files and, and your data and uh, lock you out of it and uh, then try to get you to pay a ransom to get it back. And what's scary with the hospital... I mean, they, that's people's lives. I mean, it's it is. not livelihoods, but their lives. It is, and uh, it's also, you know, that also, if you don't pay the ransom, which is what, the, you know, the FBI and people tell you not to do, um, there's repercussions for that, too. So they take your data, and, and you know, some of it's private, and, and uh, they'll just publish it out on the web, and there's a threat of that, too. So, you know, uh, they, people, they don't want to pay the ransom, but they also don't want their private information out there. So mm-hmm. they, they Kind of have a kind of have two ways of, of trying to persuade you to to pay the ransom. These folks ever caught? Rarely. Uh, every once in a while, you'll hear of uh, the FBI and and maybe uh, CIA or somebody. Some usually international. So it's going to be, you know, I'd say there's very few uh, local 
ransomware guys. They're they're all going to be generally uh, overseas, and it's and a lot of them are government sponsored. Well, I know our position is clear: is we will not negotiate with ransom hostage takers, or and uh, we've taken uh, every division, every department's been tasked with uh, make sure that we're prepared to to do it and operate pen and paper if we have to and uh and start it back from scratch so yeah scary uh, thought yeah it is but we've got stacks of uh paper order sheets and and two-sided ledgers and and hope it never comes to that but yeah if uh i guess our owners can be assured that we're going to suck it up and and plow through it so without being specific to what we're doing necessarily what are some of the steps that people can take to protect themselves. I mean, what are what are these key things? I mean, we're doing this sort of as a PSA, yeah. Um, because I mean, we're we're worried about it, but obviously we have others in the same industry, and we don't want to see anybody go through that. For sure. Uh, and, and the thing of it is, is what what Premier's doing uh, is the same thing that Cummins Engine Company and, and any global company is doing the same thing, and it's the same things that. Uh, our member, our farmer owners should be doing at their level too. Nobody's immune. Um, and if you think about it, uh, our our member owners, the farmers, they're running a small business. Uh, they have employees, more than likely, and, and they have pretty important data. They don't want to get uh, lost or and they need access to probably on a daily basis. So they're they're all vulnerable, and there, there's no there's no magic number like. Uh, a small business is, is just as uh, vulnerable to getting on a ransomware attack as, as anybody, and maybe even more so because, uh, you know, mo- most small businesses don't have an IT staff, and so there's just somebody tasked with keeping the computer running, and so could be very, very vulnerable to this sort of thing. So, But uh, to your question, what, what can we be doing, there's, it's really – some pretty simple things. Um, number one would be keeping your uh, software up to date. Then when I say that, I mean, uh, number one, your operating system, which 99% of the people are running Windows. Uh, so you got you to keep that up to date. Microsoft pushes updates at least monthly. And uh, when they see something out there that needs to be updated sooner, they'll, they'll push an update sooner. But at least every month, uh, second Tuesday of the month usually is they they push major updates. I'll try to summarize these for us. Number one, keep software up to date. Keep it up to date. And that also means, uh, you know, any software you're running. Uh, so I'm just going to keep track of these a little bit and write them down. So the first thing is keep software up to date. For sure. And then uh, what about the supporting software? Okay. Yeah. So not, not only uh, keeping your Microsoft, your Windows up to date, but also any software that you use uh, on your computer to Keep track of your uh, counting or farm management systems, QuickBooks, uh, for the farmers and uh, small business owners, and even for for just tracking expenses and, and whatever you do with your computer at home and any piece of software that you use, got to keep that up to date. Those companies are constantly monitoring and watching for any vulnerabilities or, or in their software and pushing out updates and and you got to keep those up to date. So that's that's the number one okay. line of defense. Very good. What's another thing that we can make sure we do? So the other thing, too, is um, companies are getting away 
from pushing software out where you download a piece of software and you run it on your computer. It's all moving to the cloud. And so anything uh, in the cloud, which basically means... <laughs> I should tell our listeners, and we seldom edit these, these uh, but you'll hear jackhammers and drills going every once in a while. <laughs> Next door, we've got some... Uh, That's re- progress. <laughs> That's progress. <laughs> we've got some remodeling going on. It is not your audio it on your not, no. device. No. So. <laughs> Yeah. So back to so um, the cloud. So yeah, companies are not are not really pushing out and and selling software anymore that you download and install on your computer and run anymore. A lot of it's in the cloud, which basically means um, it's on the web. You log onto a website and you and you run the software from there. And so the, the next thing you want to make sure you do is if any anything you log into on a website. Uh, you want to use what's called multi-factor authentication. And that's a fancy term, but a lot of people are already doing it, uh, especially in their online banking. So when you, uh, if you use online banking, you log on to your bank, uh, just look at your bank accounts or, or what have you. Generally, when you log in, they send you a, a text message with a code in it that you have to put in. That's multi-factor authentication. It's just a double, uh, another way of checking to make sure that you are who you say you are, and you're the one that has access, should have access to that information on the web. So, uh, any any web-based uh, product that you use, where you have to log in and provide uh, personal information of some sort, or you're dealing with an account, or you're dealing with money, um, you want to make sure they offer and and you use the multi-factor authentication. Those two things: uh, keeping your software up to date, the multi-factor authentication. Uh, some people say they'll, that'll that'll block 99% of the bad stuff right there, those two things. Yeah. I don't know if it's that high or not. Uh, I'm a little skeptical, but uh, definitely definitely those are two things you want to do. So keep software up to date along with all the supporting software you use. Move uh, to running software off of the cloud and multi-factor identification. So that's three mm-hmm. things, and I know the fourth one. Click on nothing. That's the next one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Email hygiene. Email hygiene. Wow, that's new. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, is that yours? Is that's that your my, turn? That's, that's mine. Wow, that's outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're the presence of greatness. We'll, we'll need to, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll need to talk about some royalties for that. Um, we can talk about that after. Yes. <laughs> Email. Depends on, I need to Email. go. I like to get that trademark while he's in here. Email floss. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about email hygiene. Email hygiene. Uh, don't click. Don't click links in emails. Um, if if you're if if you're in an email, you get a. Let's just talk about a couple situations. You get you get an email from somebody you don't even know. It says you need to go click on this link because of whatever reason. You know they're telling you. Your bill's past due, or they're going to shut your electric off because you haven't paid your bill. Um, they want you to click on the link. Don't, don't, don't click the link. If it's some somebody you actually kind of know, uh, but they generally don't usually send you anything like that. Don't click the link. Give them a call. Call them up and say, "Hey, did you send this?" and and just make a verification there. A um, couple other things. Um, you get a notice from from Coles or target or somebody like that because your account is overdue or somebody may have made a purchase on your account or something and and they want you to go to click this link right here to make sure everything's okay 
don't click the link. If it's from Kohl's, just go to your Kohl's account online and see if there's any information there directly uh, instead of clicking the link. Same with things like Facebook. You get a notice from Facebook, somebody tagged you in a post or posted a picture of you, click here to go check out the post. Don't, don't click the link. Go to Facebook. See if it's there. I like this. The email hygiene, don't click the link. That's all we got to... Yeah, be our new shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same with attachments. Be very careful with attachments. The same thing. If you, if you get an attachment on an email from somebody you don't even know, for one, or somebody you do know that doesn't normally send you that kind of stuff, don't, don't open it. Just give them a call and uh, verify that they actually sent it. And, uh, of course, if they didn't, well, just delete it and move on. Email's really just communication. It's just to send a message. And it's gotten past that where we're, you know, we're sending files and information and that sort of thing. And really, we just need to get back to an email's a message uh, and not a call to action. Uh, an email should never be uh, the final authority for you to take an action. It should just be a message. So if you get an email, you know, if somebody says, hey, I need you to transfer this money or I need you to go buy this or uh, whatever, That's, that email is not the authority to, to actually go do that. Uh, you need to verify that that's the case, you know, from whoever allegedly sent you the email. So That's good. Yeah. Yeah, an email is just a message. It's it's not a call to action. All right. Yeah, that's good. What uh, What's your advice on passwords? I've got mine now. You've got me scared to the point. Mine's so long that I can't hardly remember it. I, t- I typed it's, it in three it's times probably this probably password. It's mine? Not, no. <laughs> mine? It's no. Not. It is not. <laughs> No, it's not. It's so long. Not now, it's not. Not now. It it may have been one day, but it is not now. I guarantee it. It's taken you that long to get it. That's pretty secure. So at Premier, that's one of the things we're going to be tackling here in the the near future is passwords. And and there's actually a movement now to go passwordless, uh, to use other forms of authentication rather than passwords. So like biometrics. Is one that's been out there for a while, but they're improving it. Um, what does that mean? Uh, it's like a fa- uh, facial recognition or a fingerprint ID instead of putting in a password. Um, the other thing if that I would recommend, and there's some, there's some free versions of this out there that it's fine. Uh, I'll mention a couple of called KeyPass or LastPass, but they're they're basically they're basically password vaults. And so people, you can download them. Some of them are free. And uh, then you just have one password to remember, and that's to get into the vault. And then from there, passwords for any of your software, any of your websites, they're stored inside there in an encrypted fashion. So nobody can get access to to them. So when you go to a certain website, can't remember the password, it's in the vault. You just got to go get it. And and some of them allow you to just copy and paste it in there makes it simple so and uh you just want those passwords to be um the longer the better and and the more complex and so if it's just a jumbled mess of letters and numbers and symbols it's hard to crack and uh it's also hard to remember 
but if you have it in the vault, you don't have to remember it. Um, so that's 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 my big recommendation for just. You don't have to take all your post-it notes down when Matt comes into your office. <laughs> <laughs> no, he got me. We uh, it would, it's uh, it's already got different symbols and signs, and uh, frankly, it, it's it's hard to remember. Yeah, You're right. Remember. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So you know, back back when they were recommending uh, really long passwords and change them, you know, every thirty days, that gets really frustrating for the end user. And so that's the, one of the tasks for an IT department is to find the find the line between being really secure and having your network locked down and not frustrating the end user to the point where they just find ways to bypass what you're doing, like taking their really long password and sticking it on a post-it note on their <laughs> monitor. Uh, so that, you know, that's kind of defeats the purpose, right? So you, you get to the point where you just, there's got to be a balance, so, nobody's got to think to turn this keyboard over and look for that password exactly <laughs> what about the phrases do we, there was a like a movement of foot one time to use a phrase like uh i i, I kicked the dog when i got home or something yeah. and, and instead of just having a you know whatever it may be like football or whatever you're yeah and, and that's those are fine um but what has come to that I didn't even know until recently. Uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of this, these guys that are out doing this sort of thing and trying to hack passwords, they, there are dictionaries out there available uh, for hacking passwords that have not only just words but also phrases. There's an app, so that somebody's made an app to hack passwords. Yes. Yeah, oh, there's definitely an app, but there are also dictionaries of pop culture phrases. So if you're if you're a movie buff and your password is some famous quote from a movie, it's it's in that dictionary and they're gonna they're gonna use it to oh, try come to on. Yep. Hmm. All right. Yep. Okay, so we're down uh, email hygiene. Don't click the link. Uh don't uh, click attachments. It's not a call to action. And uh passwords. Um make sure they are hard and difficult and we're moving toward biometrics. I noticed that with my I think our IT department four or five years ago got me a phone, and it's got a facial. Uh, I'm sure everybody's got that now, but mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty neat. Seems like it's pretty good. Nobody else, yeah, can uh, open it. Yeah, so the, that's probably going to be you know a little bit of hotter hotter thing here coming down the pike is uh, the biometrics, uh, and then in in addition to multi-factor authentication, where you're using two. Two ways of authenticating instead of just the one, uh, one way in the past. The other thing I would add to, uh, you got to have a backup. Uh, if you've got data that you just got to have, you're running a small business. Uh, think, I think again, you know, our our farmers, um, a lot of information and, and historical data and, and accounting data. You know, not only in the case of a hack, but also you know, computer crash, maybe just hard drive crashes and you, you're going to lose all that data. Um, you got to have it backed up. It's got to be air gapped, which means, uh, you back it up to an external hard drive or another computer or something. And then it's disconnected from the network or disconnected from your computer. Um, you can buy a external hard drive on Amazon for real cheap and you can plug that thing in and, and, and run a backup on your computer and then unplug it and put it in a safe. Cool. Do that once a week or once a month, whatever you want to do, but make sure you have that backed up. That's that's another key thing. Okay. 
I tell you, uh, Ryan, that's about all I have. Do you have anything else? No, I think the biometrics will work until somebody steals your fat head and walks into your office with it. <laughs> yes. <and laughs> everything you have will be open. <laughs> we take them down, they're down. We used to have our fat heads behind us. But, yeah, never thought about that. They pick your picture and use Just it. Just walk right in there with that thing. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Matt, thanks for coming. I know Appreciate that it. there's a lot on your plate, and you've been extremely busy here lately. And, and, uh, and educating us has been uh, been one of your main tasks so we appreciate yeah. all you're doing yeah. all right well matt thanks a lot and that's another episode of the high ground powered by premier company